Congratulations, you're right on time for the Make It Move show with Mufasa and Poppy Knox. They are totally considerate. Baby, you're not here to try to figure me out. You just need to figure out what I need from you. And if I, I'm gonna tell you what I need from you. Very humble. And it feels good to be me. Always respectful. Fuck what you said. <laughs> Thank because you, brother. Sometimes that makes me, that warms my heart. Truly sympathetic. Most guys don't get it. They don't get the game. They don't even want to play the game. And instead of just um, doing the little bit of work to know what you and I know, like on this one topic even, they would rather make an excuse for not knowing the work. Absolute humanitarians. You know what I'm saying? Stay masculine and always make that person understand you are not that important in my life. Exactly. You give off that energy and it was good. Completely unstoppable. It's the name of the game. That's why we're always making moves. We're always make, getting better than the last day. Always growing. The Making Moves show begins right now. What up? What up? Hey, brother. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. How about yourself? I'm chilling too, man. I just got comfortable that home got comfortable sounds good sounds good and i mean i'm I'm really just gonna get into it so when we're recording this it's probably a week since uh takeoff of the vigos passed away or not even passed away was murder and so i was thinking about it because i'm actually not a big vigos fan I don't know the culture that well, but I do know little bits of how they really, I don't want to say reframe things, but reignited a good energy, especially in the Atlanta community, but overall in the culture. And when I think of Migos, I think about their first couple albums and the message was all about becoming rich before becoming famous. And as a way to just like, I don't know if you remember their, I I hope I'm saying this correctly, because again, I'm not a big fan, but back in the day, they had, I think, two albums. And I think the name of the albums were Rich Before, Rich Then Famous. As in, um, I'd rather be rich than famous. And they use that expression often. I'd rather be rich than famous. I'd rather be rich than famous. And, and it has that double entendre. Because one way you hear it, it sounds like I'd rather be rich first, then become famous. And the other way to hear it is I'd rather be rich more than I would want to be famous. Either way, that is a profound message. Ah, and I want to talk about that. Oh, yeah, he, exactly, he exactly. That was in the music. That was—I believe it was the aim of the album. Again, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a dorky dude that doesn't know that much about uh, hip hop. However, at the end of the day, that's what I paid attention to with Migos. Was that when they first came out on the scene, they had a message that we rarely hear, but most of the most uh, the the most aspirational figures that we have today follow that same example. My favorite example is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because today we know Arnold Schwarzenegger in different ways. 
depending on, on when he popped into your life, you might know him as a politician. Some people might know him as a plant-based vegan type guy. Other people will know him as a bodybuilder. Most of us will know him as a movie star, especially in the late 80s, early 90s. However, before he was a movie star, he was a millionaire. Most people don't know this. And the way that he made his millions when he came to America was through real estate. So he always had dreams, grandeur for himself. However, he knew that he needed money to pursue those other things. So he focused on getting his money right. Especially if the other things didn't go well, he always would have the support that he needed. And so I'm thinking about all this as I'm thinking about takeoff because a lot of people relate to him differently. And I think the way that I relate to him with message is, is one that is rather unique. And I don't know how, what about you? Are you, are you familiar with takeoff and Migos? I'm familiar with a man and um, I'm just trying to see what angle I want to take. Um, we did that. We already we already been in that situation. We already had this uh, with the PNB Rock situation. It seemed like every other week a rapper getting killed. Yeah. Um, be hard to kill, first and foremost. Mm. Um, as far as rappers, and it's a lot of what I call like young black entertainers because that's what they are you know if you're an athlete or if you're a um, musician or rap artist entertainer for some fucking for some fucking reason they feel the need to hang out around the same type of people they um, grew up with and once you become rich you know you do rich people shit um, first and foremost. Yes. So the more I level up in life, if I want to go back to my hood or whatever, I go back to inspired young boys and girls. You too can make it up out of here. Let me help. Let me give you some pointers. Let me help you get it. You know, you go back to give back to the kids, man. Cause, um, I always say this, um, I, and you, and this coming from Mr. Alphacology himself, I don't always say it. It's a say. It's a say. It's better. It's easier to to build a strong boy than to uh, fix a broken man. You get what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. So, yes. Most of those men they're around, they're broken some way, some shape, or form, and then you have the notoriety the money, the fame, it's always going to be a level of jealousy there. If it's jealousy with motherfuckers, and I never understood this, and I'm not trying to understand it, but I think jealousy is a trait. Um, Because okay. I know guys who I just knew was doing better than me, and I caught them doing some jealous shit toward me, right? And I'm like saying to myself, if these guys who are on another level than I am, jealous of me. I already know the motherfuckers I left behind, how they feel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, indeed. So 
you got to understand when you're in that environment, you go for a purpose and you get your ass out. I would never go in. I don't purposely hang around snakes. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. So I need my fellow men to understand that too. And I always say, I always say this, you don't see a rich white man go back and hang out at the trailer park he came from. If he came, if he grew up in a poor trailer park, you don't see him hanging out there. Absolutely not. So why the hell are you hanging out? I, I, at the kid, it, I hate to say this, but the hood, the ghetto, I grew up there. It's not really an environment that you fucking hang out. You, it's not a really an environment that you're bit, you're missed. You miss. It's an environment that you're just comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? I think so. I think so. And 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 as I'm hearing you say it, I'm thinking about different things. I, from what I can tell, it's very unique to us. And when I say us, I mean us as black people. And I don't know. I guess we can call it survivor's remorse, where so many people are becoming successful. I just did a podcast on, uh, and my man called it Survivor's Remorse as well. Yeah, yeah. And the whole idea of Survivor's Remorse is that you become successful, which is what you're supposed to do as a human being. I don't care if you're a man, woman, child, you're supposed to be better than you were yesterday. And if you do that consistently, over time, you're going to elevate from wherever you began, which means you're going to be taken out of your hometown. If you reach a certain level, you're going to be taken out of your neighborhood. You're going to be taken out of uh, your friend group. That's the way it's supposed to be. However, as Black people, for whatever reason, and it might be an American Black thing. I don't know enough about the African experience, but I know that among my Black American peers, there's this idea that, oh, we have to save our own. We have to pull everybody out. And I don't mean that in any bad way, because that in and of itself is a genuine, genuine thing to do. However, you're supposed to be you're supposed to create an environment that's safe for you and your family, and you cannot do that if you keep hanging around environments that was never fucking safe for you in the first place. And that's the other part, and that's what I'm getting at is that you need to know the difference between helping someone that is helping themselves, going back into the to old neighborhood, connecting with someone that's actually already doing work. They just maybe need an opportunity to take them to that next level. That is one thing. But when people are talking about what we're talking about, it's they're trying to save people that don't want to be saved. And your family is counting on you. You're ignoring the needs of your family to cater to, to force someone to do something they don't want to do. If you're going to abandon your family in that sense, at least do it with someone that's going to, to, to build themselves further wherever you take them without your help. But even then, I don't like the idea of ignoring your responsibilities and your duties to your family. Right, right. Like you said, you got to put your family in a better position and you can't do that if you're distracted by trying to help people that don't want your help. Right. And it's like a lot of entitlement that, oh, I got to go back and help these guys. And we're like, these guys got to help themselves. I can't keep like my aunt, like <laughs> my aunt, um, 
like I have an aunt that um that's you know pretty well off, and she just um keep helping her son and helping her son, and she feels bad because he keeps using her and using her, and not you know, and it came to the point it's just like yo, some people are just like that. They feel entitled to your success, to your funds, your money. There's no way. Because, like, I know for a fact, if I blow up and have $200 million in the bank, I could give my parents $2 million, right? And they're going to grow it. Because those are the type of people they are. But some people okay. will have family, that will just keep spending money. They'll spend their money for your money for you. They'll never bring you nothing back. My dad said, if a man blesses you, always show him what, what you did with that. Always, you know, make something of it. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's the simplest way to say thank you. Yeah, that's the best way. Make your life. If, if you know, if somebody gave you money, you're supposed to make your life better with it, not go squander it. Um, with that being said, I don't know where people get it. Like this person don't owe you anything, but I always let people, people know that jealousy kicks in and they're going to have some kind of animosity or resentment towards you because you came from the same place they came from, but you made it. Your hard work through your gifts and your talents. They didn't take their gifts and their talent and use it for success. No, they didn't. It's a lot of cats out there like, yo, you over the age of 26, you're claim 28, and your claim to fame is that you was tough and you was a gangster. Uh newsflash, buddy. You ain't did shit with your life. And I tell people that shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? I actually have a cousin who he's he's in prison right now, but I talked to him, I said, bro, um, you still alive, you still have a chance to do shit with your life even though you locked up for a couple of years but all that shit beforehand yes you were as good at it but you still didn't make make it out you get what I'm saying so if nobody have plans and dreams of making it out and they just there it's some cats that's just there that's what that's what they're gonna die doing why the fuck I'm hanging out with you? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. I do. And, and and I'm the kind of person, like, I meet you where you are. I meet you as you are. I don't expect okay. anything more than you than what you okay. show me to be. So if that's where you're at, I, mean, I want you to be happy. That's what I mean. That's what I mean by be hard to kill. You're not going to please everybody. I'm out of this environment because I know motherfuckers are jealous of me. And I know some motherfuckers will kill me if they got the chance. Embarrass me if I got the chance. Rob me if they got the chance. You get what I'm saying? You know, women who ain't I'm not supposed to be around want to get pregnant by me if they got the chance. And I know what that implicates, too. It's all type of shit like that in that environment. So I look at my man takeoff. It's, it's the same thing. You got to be hard to kill. Um, ain't no way. If you had certified bodyguards with a certain level of clearance, you know, you get those. You, I know they have enough money to hire those type of bodyguards that 
could walk in any building besides the White House with a gun, right? So that's what you deal with. They always, if you want to be around dudes that's always always on go, that's a guy that's always on go, (laughs) right? Somebody who's certified to, to take a bullet for you, protect your life. Because guess the first thing bodyguards gonna do when his stuff start getting wild and crazy, they gonna step in front of your ass. You get what I'm saying? Why don't you have that? Well, and that the whole story doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I, I had, I'm not the one to look up and go into deep detail about these things. I know you got enough money to have that, but even even at the, oh, no, at, yes, security labor is cheap. Until you stop your career as a rapper, like I'm out the game, I ain't doing this no more. Every time you step out that door, you're going to need a certain level of protection. P&B Rock. These guys. Just because, yeah. you know, yeah, I hung out with these guys before and it wasn't no problem. I feel safe around. Clearly, you feel safe around them. That's the number one thing where a man fucks up. He gets comfortable. It's always got to be some level of alertness. It don't have to be always on high, but it got to be, okay, if somebody decides to play Rambo, do I do? I, can I reach my gun? You know what I'm saying? Can I protect myself? Where's the nearest exit? Shit like that. I think I think I was at the cigar bar relaxing. I think like that all the time. Sometimes I fuck around and count how many people in the building. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In my per- so. And I'm not even famous, but if I was famous, I would be even more paranoid. No, absolutely. And then I done been in Walmart and they a guy done came on, hey, you Alpha College, you ain't. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm at Walmart. <laughs> so in a whole different state. So I'm like, God damn. And he he recognized because I was on the phone, he recognized me by my voice. I'm like, damn, I want. Yo, I'm like, God yeah. damn. You don't know. And that's going to happen more and more. And that's yeah, just that hour. Age, if you're on social media enough and you collect the following, motherfuckers recognize you. Exactly. And I and I did not understand that when my uncle told me, boy, you famous. People recognize you. People know you. You got to watch what you're doing out here. I'm like, nah, I ain't famous. <laughs> but guess what? Well, like you said, uh, he said, I'd rather be rich than Frank, famous or rich first than famous. Goddamn, I want to be rich first because I can't handle this famous shit. And I don't got exactly. the proper things in place. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? No, absolutely. And it, it, we live in an age where people did it backwards. They did it that other way. And if you look at most of the famous people today, they didn't earn it. They didn't, they didn't train. Oh my God, see, I, you know what, Knox, we come from a, um, we come from a, a generation, I think my generation, our generation is the last generation to prove it. Show, prove it to me. Gen- yeah, prove to me exactly. you're supposed to be this famous or prove to me why you the man. And there's a lot of shit going on on social media. I didn't seen damn near documentaries. I didn't seen Twitter threads, IG posts of how these people just put on a facade. And I even talked to a young lady who does a good job at putting on the facade. And I'm like, yo, 
And she literally tried to recruit for me to do it as well. She was like, man, you could do this. You be here. You be there. You, I seen you at fancy places. You could act like you're super rich too. And you could get money. Like she's getting money off that. I'm like, okay, you get money off a lot. I ain't got to do, you know, that's not my brand. Oh, you get this, yeah, you get sponsorships. Da, 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 da. That's not my, that's not my brand. I done did a sponsorship thing a couple times, but it wasn't because I'm looking extra expensive. It was literally uh, a body shaving, uh, a, a body hair trimmer company <laughs> called Smooth My Balls. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I did a brand review for them. It was hilarious, but I enjoyed myself. You know, I got a couple dollars out of it and I got a a, a ball hair trimmer. Trim my ball hairs. So, so it's just like, cool, I could see that. But guess what? I never had to lie about it. I never had to lie to get Gucci. You know, to get a Gucci spot. I'm not going to have to lie for that. I'm going to get it because, yo, this is my lane. This is their marketing. They know I speak to a certain demographic, which is mostly men. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They got a product for that they're get get is geared around men. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. So guess what? If Gillette comes, I don't know why the fuck Gillette would come for me. I have a beer, right? So yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I will understand, right? Or if it's a workout company or that got workout gear or anything going anything going of that nature, I can see it's coming. You get what I'm saying? I see why they're here. All right? When women do all the, that shopping and taking pictures of clothes they just brought, that's sponsorships for people who trying to, you know, market a certain thing. So the internet is very, it's very different. But for all that lying you could do to make money, you could just be yourself. And people like it. Yeah. And I think that's what I understand now, like to feel good. And what's so crazy about these rappers. And I remember um damn who it was. Uh these gangster rappers, right? And I don't even consider them the most gangster of the gangster rappers. They were just good, talented young men. They were good rap artists. Mm-hmm. And I never looked because you again, I'm from the show me generation. So just because you're rapping about shooting and killing, I don't think, I don't automatically think you're a shooter, you're a killer, or you be round shooters or killers. You get what Absolutely. I'm saying? Absolutely not. It's not good enough. I need the receipts. Yeah. I need the receipts. Because guess what? If I get on a get on a track and, and I'll be, I say I'll be, I'm around killers, certified killers. I'm talking about fucking bodyguards who are certified to take, <laughs> to shoot your ass. Yeah. I remember, you know what I'm saying. So it's not like I'm gonna say this because now that you're saying it out loud, I remember back in the day, like in the '90s. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to say this. All right, go go for it. To sign guys who they even those rappers, all the rappers that was doing the gangster rap, they were pushing that. They was like, nobody's gonna buy your record unless you're rapping gangster, and they. And they're still doing that shit. That's not fucking true. 
It's Wait, say that one more time. No one's going to buy your record unless you're rapping. Oh, yeah, okay, I got you. Rapping that gangster shit. Rapping that kill, kill, kill shit, right? Yeah. And they still do, do that shit to this day. I've been listening to hip-hop all my life. It's the same get money. I love that message. Fuck the haters. I love that message. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Kill, kill your ops. I don't do that. I don't like that message. Just because there's a bunch of men that don't agree with me, I don't see them as ops. Or a bunch of men that's jealous of me, I don't see them as ops that I need to kill. No. Exactly. I just stay away from their ass. Now, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's certain mess- messages that, that that genre carries that it brings a lot of negative energy into your life. And um, you guys could look this shit up on God. You could look this shit up. Um, you could play plants music and they could grow in certain music that's played. They can die. Guess what music that is played that kills fucking plants. They die. It's, uh, it's the hip hop. Guess that gangster rap shit. Right. But, so at 30 years old, when I was younger and my dad used to jump on me, like, why you listening to that crap? Don't be listening to that crap around me. Da 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 da. And I'm like, man, I ain't gonna never be like my dad. I get my kids. We ain't gonna listen. We gonna listen whatever. We gonna vibe. We gonna have fun. Now that I'm older, I'm like, nah. I see where dad was coming from. It's crazy when you have a father in your life. He saved you from a lot of bullshit. Yeah, you just true. don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Until you get older, like, yo, this shit is not good for your spirit all the time. <laughs> like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I look at it is when you step into that arena, you look at that shit all the time. Like I, one of the the podcasts I did want to do, and I guess I'll take the opportunity to do it with you. It would probably be the podcast I was supposed to do on uh, Nipsey Hustle. Nip, Nipsey Hustle. These guys. Like a guy like Takeoff, he had family, he had people who didn't um, see him just like Nipsey. He had family, he had real, a real life people who didn't see him as just Nipsey Hustle. I think his real name was what? It was something. We couldn't even say his real name. Okay. It's hard to pronounce, but I think his um, real name was. Aramaeus, get him or something like that, but Aramaeus, his name was Aramaeus. They was calling him Aramaeus at his, you know, his funeral funeral. They remember him. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We remember Nipsey. That's all we knew. Yeah, we remember Nipsey, the guy who was talking about turning bitches out. Pimping hoes. Get money. Yeah. Sliding on your ops. We, we, hey, fellas always say this. That's a character he played. That's the key. He used that character to build up his empire for his family, for his neighborhood, right? But just like the takeoff situation, he won't take. For some odd reason, they got to hang out in the hood. They got to hang around people who are jealous of them. 
I don't know why we do that to ourselves as men. Like, as black men, I don't know why we do that to us. I'm going to only hang around people who want to see me win. I don't understand why you would want anything else. Go places where you're celebrated and not tolerated. I'm not going places where men want to argue around me. I want to step in the building and men stop arguing because I'm there now. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then it seems like an obvious thing to say. And I, there's a, for some reason, people do the opposite. Don't get me wrong. I fall into those. But traps. I was listening to the story. I, I was listening to the story. And it's just like, I don't think his energy could have changed that room like that. If I walk in and my energy can't shift the room like I need it to, I, I probably leave. I do that shit online. I do that shit on Twitter. Like, all right, this room ain't for me. I don't need a mic to talk. I don't need, no, I'm out. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you say, wait, I want to make sure I heard you correctly. You said you you don't think he was the type of person that could do that? that No. Some some rooms you're not going to win. Okay, okay. No, that much I understand. I wanted to make sure I heard you in the way. Oh, yeah. Some some rooms you're not going to win. It's kind of like being it's no, it's kind of like being a Cowboys fan and walking in into a room full of Dolphins and Jets fans. They're going to be the arguing about the Dolphins and Jets and you over there with the Cowboys. They could give a fuck care less. You know what I'm saying? You got to just sit back there and shut yeah. the fuck up, right? Um one he was one he was a part yeah. of a group, right? So, I don't know who was the leader of the group or what they had going on. All I know is that was the wrong room. Wrong room. It did not complement his energy because they always said the same thing about this guy. He's a chill guy. He was chill. He laid back guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I want to be chill and laid back, I need to go to a room that complements that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. If I'm in a room full of motherfuckers who don't like each other, I know eventually I'm going to have to pick a fucking side. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. Or I'm going to be the one, I'm going to be the first to go. So I, I just look at it, you know, as details come out, you know, he wasn't supposed to get shot, but they were shooting. As usual, you get what I'm saying? So what can I teach or what can we learn from here as men? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, we can say when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. But I do think survive, what is called survivor's remorse, I done heard that twice. Yeah. I do think it plays a big part of in, in that situation. Absolutely. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if I can say absolutely. When I'm, all I know is that it's suspicious. Listen, this is the, what is it, the third suspicious death that I'm aware of. So you have, you have takeoff oh, yeah. suspicious. It doesn't make sense that a man of that stature would put himself in such a compromised situation and take for granted who he is and where he is. And it doesn't make sense that he wouldn't have higher detail to, as security to protect him. It just doesn't make sense to me on any fundamental level. And it's not like that person shot him carelessly. It almost seems like an assassination. PMB Rock, incredibly suspicious. 
And it's the kind of suspicion that centers around a woman, the woman that he was with. And there's no investigator that's ever going to be in that situation and saying, hey, let me push the woman that he was with at the time. It's easier to just say, oh, he posted on social media. That's it. This woman has seen a harsh, terrible thing. I'm not going to ask her too many questions. I'm just going to get her in now as quickly as possible because this is an open and shut case. We know who to look for. We're going to find the killers. But it's suspicious to me that she would mm. that that's a role. Her role is not being investigated. And then the most important one, which is I'm not even a Kevin Samuels fan, but I am concerned, not necessarily because of Kevin Samuels and his family, but I am concerned that the people that are his diehard fans, his even from day one when he was doing the style stuff primarily to his latter years, his latter months when he was focused on whatever he was doing on those those Colin shows. No one has looked at that as an assassination. And if you pay attention to the, 20, 20, the last 24 hours of that man's life, this is information that everyone has access to, and I have access to it as a non-fan, it doesn't add up, doesn't make sense. And I'm surprised that more people aren't looking at all of these situations and tilting their head to the side and being like, wait a second, this don't make sense. It's pa- Look, people don't understand this. It's power and fame. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's power and fame. And it's so weird that the, you know, what I think and what many others think in that takeoff situation, that takeoff situation, he was the best rapper out of the three. Yeah, that's what people <laughs> keep on telling me. That's, that's, that, no, he was. You trust me, if you want to sit there, you want to sit there and digest lyrics from Versace with Drake. You remember that Versace song? I think that was like 2016, 2017. Yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe even 2014, but yeah. yeah so, half right. that, yeah, 2014, my bad. They had a good run where this motherfucker was eating them up on the tracks to the point where this guy got to go last. Okay. <laughs> um, got it. His talent was undeniable, right? Got it. So, and then they had, they were supposed to be breaking up the group. And everybody's supposed to be cool. So, that's one thing. Uh, same thing with, with Nipsey. That shit ain't add up. Like, the guy got mad at Nipsey, so he came back and shot him. Oh, is that the story they're going with? Yeah, he he... Nipsey told him the guy to get get away from him because he was a snitch until you clear up a lot of shit that because your name was on paperwork and the snitch allegedly went and got a gun and killed him. Which again is just like even if a motherfucker ordered a hit, why are you bodyguardless? And I know it's kind of annoying when you have professional bodyguards around. I don't I seen how they work. Not everybody could talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's the idea. <laughs> that's the idea. That's one of the one of the reasons why you get security. Yeah, not everybody could talk to you. And they'd be, you know, you getting padded down. Yep. You getting padded down real quick. Um, and you're not gonna beat them drawing out drawing out a gun. You're just not. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And and it's so, his name again. So when when that but it's just happened that day, he just here there with his boys. His boys supposed to protect him, right? Yeah. And they, they ain't gonna let nothing happen to him, but they're not certified. Cause he probably like I said, you probably been out there before on the yard in the streets. No, no um no, no security and nothing happened. Everybody was chill. Everybody was cool. Everybody liked me. No, I don't got no problem with nobody. That's the worst thing a famous person can ever fucking think that somebody don't like their ass. Half of these people famous nowadays. Half the, the most, some of the reason some of the reason they're famous is not because people love them. It's because people hate them. And I keep saying that hate and love are on the same spectrum. Oh, all right, same level of intensity, just different uh, ends of the spectrum. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? The best thing, some guys secretly hate people. Absolutely. You know, some, right? Some, you know, everybody loves this person. There's motherfuckers out there that hate you, want to see you dead, especially at that point. Exactly. And they smile to your face just so, the same. Until your to your reign as rapper, to you know, I I always thought being a rapper was cool until now. Like, bro, you really want to do this? <laughs> well, people forget Fifty Cent's trajectory because he was doing all the things that every other rapper did, except he was security conscious the entire time. Motherfucker got shot nine times before. Man, come on, Knox. Exactly. He got shot so no, no, no. I mean, but but again, how did he get shot? He got shot the one moment he was careless. And he, he's you mean the nine times he was killed? <laughs> <laughs> so, like anyone who gets hit, you get hit when you're when you're at your most comfortable. Your New most York don't play. They they go get you the first chance they can, boy. No, boy. absolutely. At, at least the way I remember it, he was in his car, correct? And so, he every man is most comfortable in his car, probably more than he is in his actual house, and that's where they got him. And he was lucky enough, fortunate enough to survive. And he's like, all right, I'm not going to make this mistake again. And I would have no idea why more people in hip hop, I think a few did if they weren't already doing it, but more people were like, all right, we got to be security conscious. And from then on, he was wearing bulletproof vests. From then on, he always had his entourage surrounding him. Same energy, same attitude. If anything, he was more tenacious since he was given another opportunity at, at this life thing. And, and I don't think... After that. You know what? And I don't think they had, and you know what was so crazy? I can't really speak for Nipsey like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the brush with death that 50 Cent had prepared him for his fame and his riches. You get what I'm saying? He he came prepared. Mm. Once you when somebody uh, the worst thing can happen is a man you almost assassinate a man. Next time you see that motherfucker, he he gonna be secured to the T. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's why I said some of these rappers didn't grow up in that type of environment. Uh, Gwinnett. The Migos are from Gwinnett County. That's a county outside of Atlanta. They are not really known for the shysty activity. 
So you made your way through the through the ranks and through the stardom, y'all in situations that you probably ain't have that brush with death. Yeah. Me, I don't have brush with death where, where a motherfucker shot a shot, pulled a, pulled up and tried, was about to shoot me with a shotgun if I ain't telling where I was from. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know. Motherfuckers tried tried, yeah, motherfuckers tried to rob me if I would have just made if I would have if a young lady didn't stop me, hey, hey, they they talking about they trying to take your chain, they trying to take your wallet. If you go that way, don't go that way, go this way. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even trust you either. I'm staying here. And I call for backup. You get what I'm saying? Stuff like that. To the point where it was like, yo, I can't go out. I can't go out certain places by myself. Or better yet, I done been in, you know, strip club in Miami. And I walked in the building and I seen men just staring. If if it's a bunch of naked strippers around and men are just staring at each other, I'm already like, yo, they either gay or some shit about to go down. Either way. This is not the environment for me. And as soon as I pull off, shots ring out. So that lets yeah. me know at some point in my life, if I ever got to a certain level of what I like to call success or fame, when I step outside, my decisions of where I go are like life and death. You get what I'm saying? As a man. Yeah. So... The level that the Migos was at, takeoff was at, he has to, not saying it's very unfortunate, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't thinking, yo, they're going to get me today. Oh, is that? He wasn't thinking like that. But from all the stories, the girls was like, yo, they, they was about to leave. They weren't shooting guys. They were just, they heard an argument and they wanted to leave. Freeze. We're going back to the show in a moment, but first, in the show's description, there is a link for knoxuniversity.com. This site gives you access to the Take Charge League, which is everything you need to tap into your greatest strengths, improve your shortcomings, and live your ideal life sooner than later. This one guide will forever change your worldview, giving you the confidence to lead happier relationships, Always know what to say and do. Grow your network with high net worth professionals. Make money with speed and have a more fulfilling life. Plus, direct access to Poppy Knox and ambitious people like you to ensure you are surrounded by a positive community. So there is no way you can fail. If you are interested in changing your life in any way, Visit KnoxUniversity.com right now to join. That's K-N-O-X University.com. Now let's get back to those unruly men talking about only God knows what. Unfreeze! Which is very suspicious if none of, you, none of your crew was in the middle of the argument. Exactly. I'm glad you're picking up on that. I'm sorry. I'm a bit distracted because my girl just let me know that another singer rapper passed away as we're talking. Um, oh, they they passed. Nowadays, since we have the social media age, they... 
exactly. Um, a person I've never heard of, Aaron Carter. Um, so that probably happened earlier today, but we're just finding out now. Yeah, she, man. She these guys. The is, so she brought it up to my attention. Oh, yeah. These guys be dying left and right, man. Some of them, like. I don't like any of it. We, yeah. Even, I don't know. I think one actor died, uh, Chadwick Boseman. I think the other, the next super famous actor I know, but it wasn't never any murder, but it was always like one was sick and one overdose. I think Heath Ledger. Um, yeah. I think he overdosed or something. But it's just so different. Like those guys, those actors, are just different. You don't have to worry about... And guess what? I always say rappers are fucking actors. You don't have to go over there and prove... Like, I know I'm from the prove it generation, but mm-hmm. at this point, you ain't got to prove to us that you really hanging out with gangsters. You don't do that. Matter of fact, if I know I'm, I got the most money in the group, in the group of people, I'm like, shoot. I'm in the wrong group <laughs> at that point. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And we and we know he's the most famous mm-hmm. out of those group, that big group of people who somebody killed him out, that big ass group of men. We know he's the richest one. He's the famous one. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yo, what are, what are you doing? You know, we always talk about people elevating and things like that, but I, I wish his, fa- you know, God bless, God bless him. I wish his family luck on figuring out what happened. They know who shot him. They said it was by accident, and that's still, you know, in the state. I know in the state of Florida, that's still a. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, at least it's still. Oh, I don't actually, I don't know about Florida, but I, yeah, there's some. Sort you of still can go to fucking jail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. You still fighting the charge, so we have oh, to look. At, we, we have to look at that as what could he done differently, and that's what I look at these rapper when rapper get killed. What could he done different? Yo, and even P and B Rock, he even stated, and that's what's so crazy about his situation. Why the fuck you already? They already tried to rob you before. Why are you stepping outside? Yeah. If you know motherfuckers trying to rob you, why are you st- stepping outside, you and your girl, by yourself? All these stories are in the parts. fucking hood. Yeah, I mean, all these stories are two parts. One part is your target because you're famous, and the second part is you're allowing yourself to be more of a target by making careless decisions. Yes, in dangerous environments. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. Like I mean, it. It just seems so all environments are has the potential to be dangerous. How can I put this? High level danger environments. Because you was out of chicken and waffles in the hood. You know Wait, what? Are you I'm asking saying? a question, or are you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know the story. You were at. You, you, I'm PNB Rock was at a chicken and waffle spot in the hood. It wasn't like he was at a chicken and waffle spot at Raton or downtown Manhattan where everything nice. You know, you had a chicken and waffle spot 
downtown in the hood. So that even if it was, let's say, a setup, it just looks like, oh, uh, uh, another day in the hood where they see somebody with money and they try to rob them. You get what I'm saying? Not at least if you was in a a high a high level spot where it was rich, and they pulled up and robbed you there, that would look more like a hit. That's professional. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're saying the off was with a bunch of guys in a bowling alley. We don't know if that's a hit. You know, they have a reason for it. They have a reason to say, yeah, he was just... It's just well, for me, that's what makes it seem like it's a it's, plan. It's, yeah, I, yeah, I consider that assassination yeah. because if I wanted to hit someone, I, I either want to do one of two things. I want to make a spectacle of it so that way everyone knows um, even though this person died, they really know who the real person is behind it, meaning don't fuck with this organization. Like a Suge Knight type hit. Uh, and then there's the other one right. where it's like I wanted I I also want to get away with it the same way I do in the first situation. I want to make it look like it was just a uh, a stupid petty argument. So oh he's playing craps cool. I'll make it look as if someone was mad that they were losing. And even though that isn't the case, that's the easy story for the media and the cops to jump on and and. and Played out. But we can never tell what happened. We we don't know who benefited. It, the only way you're gonna really find yeah, out that's the other set, the other one. Yeah. The only way you're gonna really find out if it's a hit or not if people in that said group start to benefit, so or start to blow up bigger, or you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but by that time it's all speculation because maybe they were always gonna blow up. Maybe they're always gonna get bigger. It, it, there there's levels to the game, and I'm not trying to say that. I'm this kingpin that's organized hits or anything. I'm just a regular but, guy. Bro, that sees I don't the read, you don't read books. You don't read 48 Laws of Power. You don't read, you don't did. Uh, you, and that's you, what you, I mean. I, you don't have to be ridiculously smart. It's just not being stupid. You see the writing on the wall and you're like, all right. These yeah, you know how it. to create that. You know how to create a diversion to get what you want. You like, oh, man, we all man. play sports. We all watch basketball, football. It's called, I call it, in football, they call it a play action, mm-hmm. um, play action pass where you think it's you think it's that way, but it's really going to the other way. It's called a counter. Same thing in basketball. You think he's going to pass it that way, but you think he's going to go for the layup, but he dishes it out. It's just deception, and it's too much commotion in that. All I could tell you is you're in the wrong environment where motherfuckers could get away with this. It's interesting. And uh, so, you know what? I'm thinking about this as a two-part episode where this episode we talk about being rich and next episode we talk more about being famous because there are a lot of different things that I'm thinking of. Don't want to jam it all into this. But I do want to get back on that rich thing because now I'm thinking about the importance of being rich before everything else. And when I say rich, I mean $10 million or more in your bank account somewhere set up not as assets but as actual liquid cash somewhere in several different places on several different continents and the reason i say that one 10 million people are like wow that's a really high number i don't think i'm going to do that in my lifetime first off it's not as hard as it may seem second 10 million is the new one million dollars that's true that's true 
Cause I could tell you right now, if somebody gave me a million dollars, I could, I could spend all one million of that motherfucker. Yeah, by the end of the year, you could do that. By, by the end, damn near by the end of the year, and still be living in the same fucking spot. And even if you don't <laughs> spend it, a great portion of it would be spent for you by the tax man. Exactly. exactly. So one million is not a lot of money anymore. It's good to know that it's the way that you get one million is you earn it. And it's good to have all the skills that help you to earn it. But once you get it, you realize how little it really is. 10 million is when things change. At 10 million, you have all the money you will ever need for the rest of your life. You and a family of like 10 are going to be okay. And you can be mindful of where you live, how you live. But a smart man can turn that money into a lifetime of good fortune outside of all the bullshit that other families have to deal with. And so that's what I'm really talking about by getting rich. And here's the other part, because right now, with all the different things that we talked about, like at the very least, you have enough money to afford security. At the very least, you can live in a healthy, safe, maybe even gated neighborhood. That doesn't necessarily make you 100% safe, but it makes you a whole lot better off than your alternatives. Uh, You could live off the grid in a sense. You could get some farmland, Got far enough in a desolate spot, you can protect yourself, have a community around you that helps to protect each other. You can live whatever life you want with 10 million. And the other part is, because when I think about money, I think about freedom. Everyone, some for whatever reason, it's easy for the average man to think about becoming rich and only think of it as, oh, if I'm rich, I get to buy this, buy that. It's such a shallow way of thinking about money. But money isn't that. Money is the weakest currency. That's the way I look at it. Because at the bottom of this list of different currencies is money. And then you can get into precious metals and all that, housing, real estate, blah, blah, blah. But even above all those, those are asset classes. What I'm saying is the money affords you things like time. Okay. Okay. I'm going to wrap up with saying it affords you things like time, peace of mind, belonging, community, love, trust, influence, power. And those are the types of currencies that every man needs because that grants him freedom. Okay. So I want to say this, and I always felt like this too. We're living in an age where it's still classes, right? Where there's socioeconomic classes, basically. And um, in these classes we have, it has never been easier because of capitalism. I call this high capitalism we live in. It has never been easier to go from a lower class to a high class. Absolutely. Me and you know the money represents the power. Because when you're powerful enough or sometimes famous enough, you know that Gucci you wear, we 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 pay five thousand dollars for guys like Kanye West. Those rappers we just talked finished talking about, right? They get that yeah. shit for free because they're famous. They're they're famous, but guess what? Their fame draws what we like to call power. They're the they're the e their power. They have in in that that type of power they have is called influence, right? And um. It's two types of power, right? The guy, the guy who 
can influence the masses, you know, inspire the masses. And then the guy who tells the guy who's the boss of the guy who <laughs> inspires the masses. <laughs> so it's, to, it's levels to it. And what I'm really saying is if you want to be the guy behind the scenes pull, really pulling all the strings, you do you do need some money. Absolutely. Every, and that's, that's what I'm getting at. And I, always say, I always say money, believe, believe it or not, it's also um, it's it's a spiritual thing too. Yes, the way you attract because the, the money money is is a spiritual thing. When your spirits on a, a certain, I would say not on the right. You don't have to have a good spirit to have money. It's more of the energy, the power. You know how strong your spirit is. Is it strong in a good way or strong in a bad way? But it lets you know quickly where um, you need, where you need, could, where you could go, the potential you have, and where you are in life. You get what I'm saying? And I always say this: if I ever want to find out a man's strengths and weaknesses, you just look at his bank statements. There you go. I like that. I my like strengths that. and my weaknesses lie in my bank statements. They have such thing called a credit score. Guess what? When you got $10 million, you don't have to worry about a credit score anymore. <laughs> Until you have enough money to where I don't need fucking credit. I just need to show you how much money I got in my account. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough until then. You don't never have enough. And that's really what it is. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that you know that. I'm not surprised that, of course, my brother would know. But essentially, a lot of people forget that. It's like everything you want costs money. What? You're not going to make it to $10 million worrying about credit. It's all about, how can I say, recognizing the opportunity. Every day I wake up, I know I miss, I know I probably read through, walked by, misread an opportunity to make that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Because I done seen a cat come behind me and make that kind of money in the spot I was just standing in. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yo, I was just over there. And not, and I see, I'm not a jealous person. But I noticed, like some people, let's say I'm in the, like, for example, we just talked about people being in the hood, jealous of people who just made it. I never am jealous. If you go out there and make $100 million first day, first day is first. Be like, Knox, it's a great thing you made 100 mil because I know you're going to give me some because you know I'm going to do something with it. But the second... The first thing I'm going to think of is how the fuck did he do it? Mm. That's how I look at it. How the fuck did he do it? Can I copy this or can I take something from him and make my own hundred million? Exactly. Exactly. That's the whole point. 
So when I hear a man say, yeah, I made $10 million last year. I started off with a business loan and yeah, but I don't seen people start off with a business loan and crash and burn as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I put my business over here in this area, which led me to Atlanta because the type of the line of work and the business I want to start running, it doesn't do good in Florida. Okay. And guess what? I'm starting from the ground up. Now, guess what? If I already had a couple million dollars, I could have stayed my ass in Florida and ran my business from Florida, but it would have been located in Atlanta, in a Texas. You know what I'm saying? In a North Carolina, in a Los Angeles. Those the type of places where the business I want to run they're successful in those areas. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like I want to run a fishing business. Why the fuck am I not near an ocean? Exactly. Just like that. Just like uh, a young lady was like, oh, can you help me flip houses? It's not a good time to flip houses right now. I don't know if you know that young lady, but it's not a good time. Real estate is like a wave. You got to get on the wave when it's, you got to, you got to strike while the, what it's called, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Right. So that's what 10 million, that's, that's the same way you're going to make $10 million. You got to strike while the iron's hot. You got to realize this, that, the third. No, absolutely. One of the keys to business is speed. And you have to strike fast simply because that's where the opportunities are. You got to be able to see the opportunities when they're about to burgeon. So that way you can make the most of it. You can ride the crest of it like you were a surfer. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm sitting in the house right now, man. And that's the real reason why so many people are poor. Hold on. I'm sitting in the house right now with a 3.1% interest rate. Do you know what? how high interest rates are now? They're 7.8% interest rate right now, bro. Yeah. Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm in New York right now, so yeah. Yeah. People don't under fucking stand that I struck while the iron's hot and I saved me thousands and thousands of dollars. Exactly. And when you save thousands and just, yeah, you save thousands of dollars, but you don't have it in your pocket, but I do have it in my pocket. It's, it's not in my pocket, but I know I could budget and get that money I saved now. So now mm-hmm. my financial goals are coming even will be come even sooner than I thought because I struck while this iron is hot. I struck while that iron is hot. You have to pay attention. Even my friend told me, he said, if you pay attention to the stock market long enough, you can make a million dollars. Mm-hmm. But you got to move fast. And this is why so many people are poor because the world moves fast and they move too slow. They think slow, they, they, they talk slow, too they slow, slow, and they're not. Cons- I hate to say this, it's that it's the alphacology word of consistency. They're not consistent, and you know what I I was just telling you about the young lady who was making money off of content creation. She was like, "You have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. Get on TikTok." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I'm too cool for. I'm too manly for TikTok." Then I seen the TikTok check. And I'm like, you know what? 
how can I put my authentic self on that platform? I don't have to be inauthentic. I don't have to be fake. You get what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. What's my version of this? And I What's, think that's going to be powerful for our next topic, like the fame aspect of this. So we've talked about the wealth. We've talked about getting rich. And I think it's so funny that, uh, like I said, the albums were titled Rich Then Famous. And and thinking about his life, he, he definitely lived it. I'm a, it. I don't like how he died or that he passed. And I wasn't the biggest fan, but I always, of all the things he taught this world, that was the one that stuck with me the most. And now, naturally, our conversation was even leading into that. So I think that's something good to to put a pin in and save it for the next episode. And then we can get into the fame aspect of this conversation because there's so many different places to go with that. Oh, okay. Word. But I'm, I'm, I'm taking it all in. Any last things you want to say? Um, it's a lot of perspectives we could give. Um, I'm just glad I got to give mine. Everybody doesn't have to agree or understand my perspective yet, but if you just take out take in what I've been saying, what you've been saying, and watch how life works, you will see it. I'm learning as I go. Yeah, I'm learning because if I could get to ten million dollars, I know I could get to twenty. It's even easier. In fact, I, I think that aiming for 20 after 10 is is silly. I think you should be aiming for 100. And honestly, I think we should all be aiming for a billion. Uh, but the only way you get a billion is if you make 100 billion. The only way you make 100 billion is if you know how to make 10. The way you make 10 is how you yeah. make one. So, the way you make one is I think that first dollar. And when you say we, I, it's this is esoteric knowledge at this point. Mm. It's only for a certain type of man that this conversation will strike home. That's a very good point. Everybody ain't meant to be billionaires. No, no. There's a reason why there are so few. Right. Um, same thing with um, everybody ain't meant to be millionaires, right? Because nobody's special. Then we all got money. Then so it's gonna be a new. It's gonna be a new head in town. And here's the other side of it, which is most people don't want either of those things. Because in order to be a millionaire, in order to be a multimillionaire, I should say, and a multi-billionaire, you, every dollar you earn is more responsibility on your back. Because the way that you get to a billion, for instance, you have to take on a lot of responsibilities because you are the problem solver. People are paying you to solve their problems. Mark Zuckerberg solved a problem with Facebook. Larry Page, Sergey Brin, they solved a problem when they invented Google. Every business solves problems. And when you solve problems, you take on other people's baggage. You take on all their shit. And you are responsible for it. And I mean this on a litigious level, where if anything goes wrong, legally you are responsible. And I also mean the deliverables. What you deliver determines whether or not you actually deserved the money that was given to you. And that's how you keep getting more. You take on more responsibilities, you take more duties, you take on more obligations, and people entrust you with their money for doing that. And if you do it really well, you will make a lot of money. However, most people are subconsciously aware of it, and they're afraid of responsibility, which is why they'll make excuses why they aren't rich and why they're not trying to become rich. Because what they're really saying is, I don't want to take on more responsibilities because I don't think I can handle it. 
and that's why when people make certain decisions about how they want to be, how they want to live their life, you you think you're telling me about your money life, but really you're telling me about your spirit as a man. What How you relate to money tells me so much about who you are than most other things can tell me about you. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. In fact, so, we, we got to yeah. start doing that with this show. We got to start um, chopping it up and doing uh, TikToks when they be like, with it. When they, when, they, when they be like, I'm broke, there's something wrong with your spirit, dog. Amen. 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 Isn't it? Because it's not, it, a, it's real not a bad thing. You got you to gotta, you, you gotta figure out your mindset and your spirit. I mean, you gotta, exactly. You got to exactly. figure out your mindset and your spirit and figure out where you're going wrong, what opportunities you, what opportunities you missed. Because I did that. You know, I, I done made some bad business deals, moving too fast and moving too slow. Yeah. So one of the best moves I ever made was getting a house with 3.4% interest rate. Um, that sped up what I could do now. Moving out of my comfort zone, my city, to a city that now I, I just fucking realized. Mm-hmm. I just realized that, yo, if I was here a couple years ago, I would probably be at $5 million. I'll be probably knocking on the door of $10 million. And do you know how yeah. much that pisses me off? <laughs> exactly. No, I understand. I'm in a similar boat for health reasons. And absolutely, it's one of those things. However, and I hope it gives you some peace because with me, my peace comes from knowing that, oh, I have time. And when I say I have time, I mean, God oh, yeah. has shown me that I have time. And so as long as I focus on what I need to do yes, right now, I got, health, when I am ready to get to work, it's going to work out. I assure you I'm going to make my first quarter million within a year of whatever business that I focus on. Hey, so, and that's another thing. You're, the millions, the, that 10 million is in your daily routine. I never met a man mm. that got $10 million, that made $10 million. Not wanted, not gifted, but made $10 million that did not have a routine that was eventually going to not hit $10 million. I played around with the stock market and made $6,000. Bullshit. Yep. So I already know. Maybe if I made that shit a part of my day, and guess what the fuck I didn't do yet? <laughs> Maybe if I make, because all I see is red right now. So I was like, oh, it's red. Oh, I ain't doing it. But, no, at that level, you need more than just bullshit to get yeah, that. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So all I see is red. And then I had my um my cousin, actually, he makes a killing off the stock market. He said, mm-hmm. when you see red, that means stocks are on sale. That's the way I see it. However, I don't know which ones to buy, when and why. And I don't, I'm exactly, not trying to learn at the yeah, same time. Exactly. So I said, you know what? When I get enough time, when I make it, because eventually I'm going to make enough money where it frees up my time to pay attention to that shit a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and my thing is, I just focus on network. Every solution, every problem I have can be solved with my network. So I'm like, I don't even need to learn it. I just need to find someone who knows it better. Who knows it? Right. So guess what? I'll give you 10K. Do it for me. So guess what? What's up? The ground. 
right? When you're building a skyscraper to go all the way, at first you can't see all the way up. You can't see the view of the sky because guess where the skyscraper starts? It was, it starts below the ground. The, the skyscraper starts Wait, in the ground. Oh, yes. Okay. The house the house starts in the ground. You got to build the house up. So that's the same thing with wealth. You can't look at motherfuckers that's at the top. You know what I'm saying? You got to start the groundwork now. It's kind of like mm-hmm. if you go into the weight room and you want to lift weights and get bigger muscles and get you want to increase your bench. You want your bench to be 315. You can't be watching motherfuckers that do 315. No. no. You got to get... No. The first thing they're going to tell you, oh, you're trying to get 315? Well, find out what you can start off with. And make sure you do that shit all the time. And then you're going to get stronger and stronger. Same thing with money. Yeah. If anything, what you could do is look at the person doing 315 and ask him what he did on day one. Yes. yes. He's on year 10. I've ask been, him what he did on day one. I've been, I've been picking up little tidbits about this money shit for the last two weeks. Why wait till Friday to get paid? Yeah. Did did now more than ever, people aren't working regular job. People are making money Monday through Friday. Monday through Sunday. Every day you can hop on this phone and make you some money. That's what I learned. There's no reason nobody, if your phone worked, you shouldn't be broke. Even if it didn't work, get some free Wi-Fi. You'll figure it out. Every day, it's a job to be done. And right now, my thing is trying to figure out what service I could create to give people jobs and let them make the money and I just get a cut. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I want to, I got a couple business ideas that I'm looking forward to, but um, my first, my first thing is, guess what? I have the Alpha Ecology, right? I have Alpha Ecology is going to be actually on TV. And guess what? I went, I haven't been consistent with my Alpha Ecology podcast for a whole year, like the consistency that I started off with. But guess what? The, that framework I put in, can, can you hear me? It's been taken care of you. Yeah, I can hear you. I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, I can, I can hear you. Yeah, people are already doing, doing what? Oh, brother, you are cutting out. So I'm guessing we're having some technical difficulties. But absolutely, I hear what you're saying. You, you laid the groundwork, which is the foundation, meaning it's below ground. And to everyone else passing by, nobody can see it. And I like using the analogy of a farmer. Uh, so the same, you're, the same way your podcast works is the same way a farmer plants a seed. He doesn't doubt the work that he's doing. He's just consistent and he waters the plant every single day. He doesn't dig up the seed every day and be like, is it a little bit taller? And then all right, puts it back, puts it again. And then the next day he digs it up again. Is it a little bit taller? He doesn't do that. He trusts his work. He trusts himself. He knows that he has a plan. He knows that he has mentors, coaches, people around him, whether they're hired or not. 
that are guiding him, that have shown a proven example, a proven set of principles to follow, and you build the foundation. And then once the foundation is set, you can only go as high as how much work you put into the foundation. The same way the plant can only grow as as much as um, the the person, uh, the farmer can can manage it to grow. And in your case, you did a podcast that was fantastic for during a period when nobody was doing anything, you were doing the most. And you had this great consistent schedule to the point where 18 months later, when you slowed down a bit, it didn't actually hurt you the way that it would for other people that that aren't are inconsistent. And because of that, you get to see the, the, the bounty of your work, which means you have options now. You can either continue it on a new schedule that's easier for you to handle, or you can turn it into something else. Or you could just let it be as a testament to this work is, this body of work is now done and complete. I'm on to the next chapter. However, these are three options you didn't have prior. And there are so many more than those, just those three options waiting for you. Are you back with us, brother? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Somebody keep calling me. I mean, put it on. Do not disturb. Um, yeah, it's been plenty of a uh, plenty podcasts where I was doing it from my phone, and somebody called me, and I had to start all over. Those were the good old days. Um, yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up here, so that that'll help out. But um, as far as understanding what consistency is, uh, platforms like this and like others, um. I think I'm going to move, like you said, we got to start doing the TikTok thing. I think we, we we have to move it to where the people are mm-hmm. or use or use those apps to direct the traffic over here. That's what I usually do. I like you know? that. Exactly. Okay, y'all want to hear more of me? Here's my podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Boom, I have my audience. They come over. Um, I think I could still do Periscope, but I really want to put, I really want, want to put, I want to put more life into it. And what I mean by that is go live again. Um, yeah, and that's what I want for both so, of us. I, I actually again, probably even working on that job. I'm working on a spot downtown in one of the high rises working on getting me some equipment, the cameras. I already got a camera guy. So I expect I shoot. I got a couple camera guys. So mm-hmm. now we can have it more of a of a drink champs TV show type vibe with the backdrops and shit. Um rather than that, I've been on, you know, your podcast. A couple guys invited me to come do theirs. And I always was like, to, for some odd reason, I'm like, man, one day I'm going to run out of content. I never run out of fucking content. Nope. And it's always some shit I already talked about. So this is what, why it's so fun. Because it's like people are, oh, my God, this happened. I got a podcast for that already. I made it two years ago. Exactly. In mm-hmm. fact, I followed your example. I'll, I'll tell you this. We both have to go. So I'm going to tell you this before I do. Which is to say, follow your example. I made a podcast where it's 10 minutes or less. And I know I want to release them every work day. And I figured that next year, there's 260 work days. So I need to do 260 episodes. I wrote a list of 260 topics. That was the easy part. 
I took about an hour to come up with 260 topics, wrote them down, fleshed them out. And then I made sure every single day I recorded a set number of, of, of episodes. And I did that over five weeks, got it done. So now I have 260 episodes ready to be released. However, what I didn't think about is, damn, there's no, it's only audio. There's no video. And I want to add some visual elements to it so I can start uploading it to YouTube and such. However, I followed that same example. It's like, I want to be able to point people to content true, instead of true. sitting down and answering every single question that comes my way. Exactly. That's what the hell I did. I did that shit off by accident. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad you came to the same lesson because, I mean, I did it with emails back in the day and, I, and blogs, different things that I wrote. And I was just like, I want to write something that... I can, that lasts forever. So that way I can always point to it. And then some, it really began when people were pissing me off. People were being rude and disrespectful. So I wrote one blog article about, hey, if I sent you this link, it's because I hate you. That's not what I wrote. But I mean, essentially it was, you're stupid, whatever. And I, I, I made it fun and comical. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm tired of dealing with all this nonsense. Let me direct people. And I want to do that for the good people as well. You're coming to me. You want something valuable. Let me know what your topic is. Great. Here's a podcast episode. Here's an email that you can read. Yes, bro. Here's that. Here's a book, blah, blah, blah. And it, it saved my life because a lot of this stuff, like, let's say men commit suicide because of divorce. Boom. I did a podcast. How to mentally get through a divorce. Why? Because I used to be married. I used, I too went through a divorce. This is what I did. Word. You know what I'm saying? So if it's just like how to mentally get through a divorce, I already been divorced. I know, I know how I got through it and I'm going to share with y'all what you could do to, you know, you might not have to take all my methods. You might take them all and then you got to add some shit to it. But I already made that. I already made that podcast. I already made that podcast, how to deal with multiple women. I already made that podcast of, you know, how to um, live a healthy life lifestyle. Shit, sometimes I revisit revisit my own shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> to see um, reference points or just make sure I'm still doing what the hell I need to, need to do. So, there you go. with that being said, um, it's always a good thing every time I have, now that um, my season is over, Mm-hmm. I have more personal time to to do what I need to do. So I might crank out at least two podcasts a week for me, uh, whatever you got going on. And also, I want to say by the end of January, I'm trying to, you know, wrangle some people together because when I go live, I just don't want, it, want me on there. I, when I record you know, video record in the studio. I don't, I just don't want me on there. I want other people. What? Okay. I feel you. I feel you. Well, we're definitely going to talk about that because here's my thing. I'm going to have my 10 million within the next five years. Perhaps I've already said too much and I want the same for you. And if we don't, oh, yeah. it, with, yeah. within five years, we're not at that point. We're both doing something wrong. Give me 10 and million. We, need to, we might have to dump each other. Podcast ever. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're going to see some crazy shit. Exactly, exactly. Um, so it's just, it's always nice to, uh, to have these catch ups, to have, do these podcast episodes with you. And 
it never ends where I think it's going to take us. So it's always nice that I, we have a topic and then it just turns into something else. But they need to hear everything. That's, that's me for today. They need, to, they need to hear those thoughts because, you know, those thoughts come from genuine places. It doesn't come from uh, the, the popular the popular talk. It comes from um, life experiences. I know you talk from life experiences and I talk from life experience. That's what people need to hear. Somebody who believe what the fuck they are saying, not, oh, this is what they told me. <laughs> exactly. And that's really what I want to get into on the fame component. When we talk about that, because you know what, I'm just gonna leave it at that. All right, man. So next time, man, we'll probably. Hey, I'm gonna be. I, I'm going to the 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 Braves Stadium tonight to check hey. out the gallery. I don't know. I've never been, so I'm gonna check it out. Oh. Uh, tomorrow I'll be on the road. So if you call me, I'm gonna try to do a podcast, but I'm gonna be on the road. I know for a fact. Um. I done did podcasts while driving on the road, so it come out pretty decent. Cool. We'll figure it out. As long as people can hear what we're saying, I don't mind how we get it to them. But we'll talk about that behind the scenes. And yeah, always making moves, always making money. All right. Peace out, man. All right. Peace, brother.